You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So last week, I started a series uh, that I titled Our Love Languages, and I, I mentioned that it was based uh, on a book that Dr. Gary Chapman wrote on, uh, on how we look at, at different love languages. And all of us are so diverse. All of us are unique. And uh, we think about love in America or in the English language, and love is a kind of a catch-all for everything. I love the Diamondbacks. And with that same word, you say, I love my wife. But your love for your wife is a little bit different than your love for the Diamondbacks, correct? And so the New, yeah, so the New Testament helps us to, to grasp uh, the, 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 the reality that love is, is more complex because in the New Testament, there's four expressions for love. Uh, there's agape, God so loved the world, right? He loved. It's an unconditional love. We, we talked about that. There's a love that we have for a, a, a brotherly love, a, a, a family love, right? Uh, and that word is storgi, right? There's a storgi love that we have. It's, it's, it's what we, uh, the, the expression that we have as uh, father, son, daughter, mother. And then there's another love, phileo, for those that are really good friends, that phileo love that we have, right? And, uh, and so sometimes we love people with a phileo love, uh, that you love your friends. And then the last one is eros love, and we get the word erotic from there, and that's sexual love. And, and that's another expression that, that uh, encompasses a wonderful, wonderful design that God is, that is d- done in, in humanity. And, of course, all of these loves can be uh, manipulated, and all of these loves can be uh, uh, flawed uh, unless you take them under the Lord and his guidance. So we get to this place. Last week I talked about how affirmation is so important. Some people need affirmation. That's their love language. And when you speak to them words of encouragement, it just really does something to their hearts and to their souls. And, uh, and, and you can see the change in them. In fact, there's some people that have the love, uh, the love language of affirmation that if you talk to them unrespectably or you talk down to them, they're going to shut down, right? And so we, we begin to understand what kind of love language they have. That was the first one. Today we're going to talk about gifts, giving gifts and receiving gifts. And there are people that actually, uh, their love language is to give gifts. You see that. And then there's, there's these people that their love language is to receive gifts. I mean, you can talk to them nice, but they're saying, well, where's my gift, Right? All the words are, don't amount to nothing. Show me the money, right? And, and so we, we, we come to, there's just a different love language. It's a different place uh, in, in people's personalities and, and people's life. And let's, let's see what gift means. A gift or a present is an item given to someone without the expectation of payment or return. A gift is meant to be free. I love the way Winston Churchill put it. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. We make a living by what we get. You know, this is how we 
live our lives, but you impact people's lives by what you give. And if you think about it, gifts are a symbol of love. For example, think about this. Anyone give flowers this Valentine's Day, this Wednesday? You don't raise your hands. And if you, awesome, bro, I'm glad you did. You're a smart man, let me tell you, young man. And, and so, you know, you give flowers and you give it as, as an expression of love, right? Chocolates. Why, why do they, when you go down the aisle before Valentine's Day, they have these, these, these aisles filled every shelf with a bunch of heart-filled chocolates, right? They've got these chocolates inside of, of, of these heart boxes. And, and so we see how, how that's an expression of love. And, and just let me tell you that if you want to show me some love, Pastor James, I will always receive some chocolate. I will never turn it down. And it could be dark chocolate. It could be light chocolate. It could be white chocolate. And I will say, hallelujah. Thank you. You're a dear friend of mine. And then we get to the place that, that, how about a card? You know, you give a card as an expression of love. And most of the time, those hallmarks or whatever card, they're expressing some beautiful, beautiful wording. Wording that most of us guys can't, can't do, right? So you're like, oh, that's it. That's it. I could never say that, but that's exactly what I mean. And usually at the bottom, we, you know, always, guys, let me teach you. I've been married for 31 years. Let me teach you some things. You always sign at the top, to my wife, name her, okay? Don't put up there, you know, to my wife. She, she wants to know, hey, she's special. And at the bottom when you sign, you know, you always sign, uh, 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 you know, I love you. Or, or what we usually do as men is we say, this card expresses everything I would want to say. Because you can't say it, right? You can't dream up those words. And so we, we say those. These words express everything I want to say. I think they stole this from my mind because this is exactly <laughs> what I want to say, right? <laughs> You're laughing, guys, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so Valentine's Day happened, and my, I, I, I went and got my wife a little gift, you know, just nothing, nothing major, but just something special. And I put it in her office, and all day, Valentine's morning, you know, when it kicked off, I knew she was looking at me like, I cannot believe this guy forgot, me, forgot to get me a gift. And so she comes to, uh, to uh, her the Wednesday night that they have with the, with the youth here, Escape, uh, and it's a great, great ministry. And she came on Valentine's Day to come minister to the, to the youth. And she walks into her office, and I, I wrote along with her. I was going to do some work in my office. And she goes into her office, and she comes out dashing in a whole different vibrancy. <laughs> she walked in there like, you know, kind of with the upset walk, you know, kind of like. She didn't have this going on at that time. But she comes out like, you know, uh, what's that, what's that, uh, um, What's that show where, that movie where they're dun, 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 Cherry hits the fire, dun, 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 Oh, babe, you did not forget about me, right? And there was a student there in the class, and that student says, oh, you guys are so awesome. I can't believe this is so cool. And so that gift just did something to my wife. And so it, it teaches us, it, 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 yes, thank you, it did something to me too. Yeah, so it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing for us to express gifts. And, and, I, and we think about the, 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 the gifts from God. You know, God gives us uh, his gifts. He gives us love. And the love that God gives to you 
and to you and to you and to me is not earned. He gives it free. He gives us peace and joy. He gives us faithfulness. He gives us self-control. He gives us all these wonderful things uh, that, that we did not ever earn. And he pours it into each one of us. So I want you to just think with me and think how good gifts are. And it makes me think about uh, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, I went on my first uh, mission trip. We went to Central America. And uh, as we're getting ready to go on that trip, there was some training that took place. So we have a, a group of individuals, about 12 individuals right now, that are getting ready to go in July to Guatemala. And they're going to drill a water well in a village that doesn't have fresh water. I think that's pretty awesome, right? And so right now they're preparing their training to, to get ready to go down there and do this work. And, and one of the things that we have incorporated and been taught from a, a missions ministry is that when you get ready to go and embark on a trip, you always take something important with you. And what we have done is we have taken a gift from Arizona, from the group, to those that are hosting us in that country that we're going to. And so we were getting ready to go on this first trip, and the, Dr. Orvis says to us, I want you to, to put some gifts, gifts together, or a gift, and let it, let it be a, a kind of your personality and, and the, kind of the culture of your church as you take it down to Dr. Ugo and Marian Gomez. And so we went down there, and if you remember, if you were part of that first trip, it was an amazing time, and, and we did a medical clinic. You know, we helped with the medical clinic. I did a, a pastoral uh, a seminar for pastors in the villages, and, and we, we just helped the children, all kinds of different things. But at the end of the trip, we presented these, these gifts to Marion and Ugo. And their hearts were just stirred because some of the things that we presented are things they can't get over there. For example, we presented some jelly that was made out of cactus or prickly pear, things that they don't have over there. And, and so we gave that. We gave some Living Word Chapel cups and, and uh, some uh, apparel from Arizona, whether University of Arizona or caps. And to this day, you see that they're still wearing some of that. You see Dr. Ugo wearing some of the caps and things like that in the pictures that he takes. But the awesome thing was not that we spent all this money and on some of these things we did spend money. The awesome thing was that these gifts began to grow our friendship. These gifts began to establish a relationship. And now we have a partnership in ministry that's gone on year after year, and it's been established not with the gifts or the cost of the gifts, but with what's going on inside of our hearts. And so as we move into this part of this series... I want you to think with me how important a gift is to people. Psychiatrists, they deal with the psyche of man or woman, the way that you think. Anthropologists, they deal with humanity and humanity through the centuries. They study how humans act and interact. They also study culture. They study how, how, people, uh, uh, how people groups act. And what you find is that psychiatrists and anthropologists are always doing study on the significance of giving and receiving gifts. 
In fact, the New York Times did an article, and this is what the article says. It says, a part of it says, gift giving has long been a favorite subject for studies on human behavior with psychologists, anthropologists, economists, uh, and marketers all weighing in. They have found that giving gifts is a surprisingly complex and important part of human interaction. Let's just pause right there. You see, science is something that you can observe and test. Do you know that? True science is something that is observable and testable. And what they found is the same thing that we find out in God's word is that humanity is very complex, right? So gift giving is very complex. They see that. It's, 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 it's a complex thing. And he says, helping to define relationships and strengthen bonds with families and friends. The study shows us something that is so important to everyone here, and maybe you listening on the podcast. Giving gifts is universal. It's everywhere. It's so important that researchers take time to see why people give gifts and what it does to people. And what we find from these studies is that it actually strengthens relationships and builds a very good foundation when our hearts are in the right place. You see, when our hearts are in the right place, good things happen when we give a gift to someone we love. And not only that, beloved, I want you to think about this premise, that there are some people that when you give a gift to, you're speaking their love language. I know individuals, I've spent time with a lot of individuals throughout my life, and there are some people that in their era of time, they didn't express love like being verbal all the time. We live in a very verbal uh, society right now where we really express things by talking. But there was a time that people didn't always say, I love you, I love you 40 times a day. There was a time where some of our parents or grandparents, maybe they didn't tell you I love you every day of the week, but they showed you they loved you by their actions. And you knew that they loved you by the things that they did. They were there for you. They worked hard. They did all these things. And so their love language is changes. And, and, and what I have found is that some people actually, the way that they express their love, because they, it, it's difficult for them to say, I love you. They think, oh, my goodness, I can't, I can't even say that. Now, it shouldn't be, but it is. But the way that they show that they love you is by giving you a gift. And they might not even say anything with it, but they're telling you, hey, I love you. What if we understand that? What if you're married to someone that has a real hard time being real mushy, right? What if this, this guy or, or maybe even this girl, you know, this, this lady, that they have a hard time, you know, being touchy or being, you know, they just, they're, just, they're not made that way. But they express themselves by giving you something, and you receive that as an act of love. And you build your relationship on that. Or even a friendship. It, it doesn't have to be marriage. Some, we always think, oh, love, it's about marriage. But what about friendships? Do you have friends that sometimes if you give them a gift or they give you a gift, they're expressing that they love you? And when you identify that, it really changes 
your relationship because you begin to understand what they are and who they are, and it helps this relationship get stronger and better. So I want us to go to Scripture, okay? We're going to look at three, uh, three different passages in the, in the New Testament, and uh, from those, we're going to look at the lens of, uh, of giving gifts. In each one, Jesus is the centerpiece, and there's gifts that are being given, and, uh, and we're going to see from those passages that there's an outcome that comes out of these gifts, and so from that... I've put together these three, what I call reasons, giving a gift will revitalize your love language. But let me pray over the, the message. Father, thank you for uh, everyone here. We just pause. We get in such a hurry, Lord God, in, in, our, in our lives. We pause right now in silence and We want to hear from you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as we, um, we go into this message, that we can extract things from your word that are going to make us better, better friends, uh, better fathers and mothers, better sisters and brothers, better spouses, that we can love one another with the language that you have placed in each one of us, Lord God, and we can recognize the language, the love language in those that you've put us around and our circle of influence, that we can love them where they need to be loved. And Father, that we can stop, we can stop putting undue pressure on each other, but, but we can really have discernment to recognize what love really is. And that comes through Jesus. And so I pray today that, that as we study the word of God, that everyone in here will, will leave with a, with a reality that, that God is love, your love. And because of your love, we can, we can love one another. We can love those you place in our lives. And we can make this world a better place. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Um, so here, here's the first reason that... that uh, you get your love language revitalized. A gift is an act of love. A gift is an act of love. Think about when you get a gift, how, how usually you're going to put something into it, right? Because you love someone. In fact, Mother Teresa said this. She said, it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving, It's not how much you give, but it's how much love you put into giving. Mother Teresa gave herself to poverty. She gave herself to a life of no affluency. She served people, and she said, it's not about how much I'm going to give, but if my love, if my giving is filled with love, it's going to change and impact the people around me. I was at a pastor's uh, uh, meeting a couple weeks ago. I got, we got invited. Pastor Jeff and I went, and I sat at a table and ended up moving to another table uh, to sit with, with uh, another pastor that I hadn't seen in, in a long time, and we spent some time together. Well, in this, in this gathering, it was wonderful. There was, it's it's uh, four Tucson pastors, uh, and it's trying to reach our communities with the love of Christ and 
wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, but in that, I met a, a, a gentleman that was here from Phoenix with a keynote speaker. He was an intern at a church there in the valley. And this individual was from Kenya. And he was here interning at that, at that church. And so we began to talk after the meeting. And in our conversation, he said, when I get back, he said, I'm very excited, Pastor, because when I get back, I am going to marry my wife, my fiance." And I said, that's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. And then I, I started thinking, and he said he was just really excited about, you know, him getting married. And I, I started thinking, and I'm sorry, but I, I fell into matchmaker mode. And, uh, and I said, hey, hey, hold on, Pastor. I said, I have one son that has not gotten married yet. And do you think he could find a wife in Kenya? And don't tell my son I said this, by the way. You know, it's between us. And, uh, and so he, uh, he looks at me, oh, yes, pastor. He says, oh, yes. And let me tell you, when I get back to, to Kenya, he said, I will have to present that family with 30 goats and uh, some monetary, some, some money that I'm going to have to give. And then that will be my gift to them to express to them how much I love their daughter. I'm going to give 30 goats. So right away my mind goes, and I can say, hey, I know we can find 30 goats. And I know I can break the piggy bank. And then it's so funny because uh, that, that same week we were invited to a home in the, in the Copper Corridor. Uh, we went to a home in Kearney with a sweet family, amazing family. And we went in, had dinner with them, but we went outside to the backyard and guess what they had? Goats. And I went, yes. The reality is that, that, that I, I joke about uh, my son, and, and I, I, I know that he's diligent, diligently seeking God for, for that person that's going to, that wife is going to be his, uh, that he can love. But that individual that was from Kenya, it's amazing how he was going to express these gifts. We laugh about it here, but that's livelihood in, in Africa, in Kenya. And he was willing to get those goats, acquire them, and then also pay some money to fulfill his love. See, giving a gift and receiving a gift is an act of love. And there's a passage in the Bible where um, Jesus is actually teaching on prayer. And he talks about when we pray, we should keep on seeking and knocking and pressing in and pray. And then he gets to this place, and I want us to read it together. It's Luke chapter 11, verse 11 through 13. And it's on your outline if you, if you want to look at it. But it says, you fathers... If, if your children ask for fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? And he, and he looks, probably pauses, and he goes, of course not. So if you sinful or you flawed people know how to give, can you say this with me, to give what? Good gifts, he said, to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Jesus is, is talking to people just like you, just like me, and he's saying, if you who, who you're flawed, you, 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 you mess up, if you, if you give good gifts to your children, and why do we give good gifts to our children? Why do we give good gifts to those that we care about? Because we what? Because we love them. How much more will God 
give you the third person of the Trinity, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, to indwell your soul and your heart so that you can walk with him forever. You see, God so loves you that he wants to give you the best. And when we think about giving gifts, let's think about this. If we do it as an act of love, you will always be in a good place. If we do it as an act of manipulation, if we do it as an act of, of kind of coercing, if we do it in a way that, that we're, we're trying to, to twist, then God can bless it. But if we're giving it as an act of love, it can change your relationship. It can revitalize your friendships. It can bring a wonderful blessing to your family, to your siblings, to your mom and your dad. We do it as an act of love. Reason number two, a gift is a reminder that someone is important to you. Why do people take the time in their busy schedules, I was just talking to one of our children's workers right now, and he said to me, we are so busy. We're so busy. Got so much going on. I could probably say that about any person in here. I, I, I really believe that, that most individuals here are very, very busy. You got work, you got life, you got family, you've got uh, uh, all kinds of different things. But why do people take time out of their busy schedule to go and find a gift for someone. And when you find a gift, have you ever been at, at, at the store, you, maybe you've gone to Walmart, Tar, Target, or, or, or to some other place, and you go to those different aisles, and, and guys are, you know, we're, we're, we're different than, than, than ladies, but, but we're kind of the same. When, it, when we know that we're going to get a gift for someone that, that, that is of value to us, we usually say something like this, they won't like that. You ever said that? They won't like that. Or, or that's, that's something that they will like. Why do we take the, 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 the extensive time to process what someone will like or what someone will not like? Can I tell you why? It's because those people that we're buying a gift for is important to us. When we do a wedding, um, I will lead this ceremony, and in that ceremony, people will usually, I haven't done one that they haven't, they'll usually buy a set of wedding rings, right? And when they buy these rings, they usually buy them together, and they, they, they process how important they are. These are a symbol of what they're expressing, Right? This doesn't make them married. What saying I do makes them married, signing that, that marriage certificate makes them married. But this is an expression of those very important vows that they're making for that day. And I always say this. I say, give me the rings. And I hold up the rings. I say, these rings are symbols of these vows that you are making today. And they're very, very symbolic. I'll say they're made of precious metal. And it teaches us that love is not cheap. We should never think about marriage as common. 
They're also made in a circle. And it teaches us that love must stay continuous. We must love each other continuously. It's a choice that we make. And so then I'll say, whether you're together or apart, let these rings be a reminder of the promises that you are making today. And why are they giving these rings? Because the person that they're giving them to are important to them. There's a passage in the Bible. There's a, there's a story in the Bible about this woman. And she doesn't care what everyone is going to say about her because she was of ill re, re, repute. And people didn't talk very good about her. And she went into this sitting where Jesus was at. And she gives him a gift that cost her so much. And he gave her a gift that cost him everything. She gave him a gift that cost her so much. And he gave her a gift that cost him everything. I want to read it to you. It says this. It says, There was a certain immoral woman from that city, and she heard that Jesus was eating there. And she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with... What kind of perfume? All right, so she brought an alabaster, which is a beautiful, beautiful jar, very high in price. And then she brought a fragrance in there that was very, very costly to her. And then she, she humbled herself. She knelt behind him at his feet, and she was crying. And her tears began to fall on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing. Now, think about it. She kept kissing his feet and putting this costly perfume on Jesus. And everyone in here, in that place, was saying, does he not know who she is? But no one else took the time or spent the money to do what she did. She went to the place of the greatest humility to the feet, where the lowest of the low servant would serve in washing the feet. And she washed his feet with her tears and wiped it with her own body. And then she put this costly perfume. Why did she do that? Because Jesus was important to her. And I'm going to tell you something. When we receive that same mentality and that same uh, kind of thinking and that same kind of living, we will do things for people that are important to us and make them feel the real love that is from God. She left out of there forgiven by Jesus. Everyone else was ridiculing. So there's someone in here you need to know that I don't care if people ridicule you. I don't care if people say things about you. Number one, you need to have Jesus Christ in your life because he's going to love you where you're at. And you can give him the most expensive thing. You can say, Lord, here's my life. Here's my heart. Here's everything that I have. And he'll give you something better. He'll give you forgiveness. He'll give you restoration. 
He'll give you righteousness. And then when you take that out into the world, your husband, your wife, your friends, your family members, you begin to express this same love and it changes your relationship forever. Here's the third reason. I love this one. The third reason is a gift is a way that we honor someone's life. I've made four, maybe five trips to Central America, and every one has been different. Every time that we've gone, there's something that's happened that I can always think about and say, wow, this was amazing. I talked about the first. We gave the gifts. But something happened in one of the trips, and we went into this village, and, and uh, as we were there, we, we did some medical stuff and help, uh, fed some children and all these different things. But they did something to us that I'll never, ever forget. In fact, it's on my wall of honor. It's on my wall where I can look at and see what, what God has done in my life. At the very end, I was preaching that last night. And as I'm preaching to these, these, these villagers, several hundred of them, these, they, 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 they called the whole team up and they presented something to us. They, pre, they, they called us up and they had taken the time that whole week and they went to sun, an engraver. They went to this, this merchant and they put together this wonderful frame and they said to Living Word Chapel and they honored us for what we had done for them. You know, what do you give someone that has everything? What do you give someone who has everything? Yeah, we express love, but how can we do that? Can we honor them? You know, there, there, there's a story in the Bible, and we use it for Christmas all the time. It's in, it's in, chap, it's in Luke chapter 2, and, and um, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 2. And, and what we find there is, is some, some magi. They were astronomers. They, they follow the stars. And, and these magi, they're called wise men. And they were, they were looking at these stars. And there was this incredible star that led them to a place that they were going to meet this guy named the Messiah. He was the Messiah. It was a baby. We know him as Jesus, the Lord. And they were led by this star. And, 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 and as they go, with, with led by this wisdom of God. They get to this place and they gave this child something that all of us deserve to give him. They gave him honor. And this is how the Bible puts it. It says, the star appeared again. And that same star that they had seen in the eastern skies, it led them on until it hoovered over the place of the child. And they could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. And they entered the house and they saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. And they were overcome. They were overcome by his presence. They were overcome by the greatness of this child. And they kneeled and they worshipped him. Then they opened up their luggage and they presented gifts. And they gave him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And what I want us to grab a hold of as we're closing this, 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 this message, as we're closing, is, is that Jesus has everything. Jesus is, is, is God. But what these magi, what these wise men teach us is that they presented something to him that you can only give someone that has everything. They honored him with their love. And they knelt and they worshiped 
And they said, you're awesome. Beloved, there are people in your life that you think, what do we give someone that has everything? I'll tell you what you do. You honor them. And that will express a love that they've never felt before. When we were in Guatemala and they presented that gift, it honored us. And I felt the love of a village express to eight or nine of us people. So as you leave here today, as you leave here today and we think about receiving gifts and giving gifts, let's think about how it's an act of love, right? How we value people when we give because they're important to us. And the other thing is we honor people by giving and receiving a gift. And I will say this before I close. The greatest thing for you, the greatest choice that you can make today is to receive the gift of Jesus in your life. Don't leave here today without saying, Jesus, I need you in my life. I can't do this on my own. I want to live my life walking every day with you at my side and in my heart. That's the greatest gift you could ever receive. And he's here for you today. So let's pray this prayer. And then we'll close this service. We'll worship our Lord. And, and we'll leave here with an understanding that gifts are a wonderful thing when our hearts are in the right place. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the greatest gift known to man, the gift of eternal life, which is experienced through faith in your son, Jesus Christ. You teach us that giving and receiving gifts are your idea. Through giving a present or a gift, we are able to extend our love to those you've placed in our life. By receiving a gift from others, we feel honored and important. So I choose this week to be sensitive to the needs of people you've placed in my life. I am willing to give gifts to those in need and those you care about. It may be a gift of time or a gift of service or a gift which may cost a monetary amount. In any and all cases, may I be led by the Holy Spirit to choose a humble and willing heart and speak the language of love in action. And we pray this in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, and for his glory. And everyone said amen. And let's worship the one who's worthy to be praised. has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.